Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 3, And when I come, whoever you have approved by your letters, I will send uh, to bear your gift to Jerusalem. So Paul says, you pick someone uh, to take the, this gift to Jerusalem. Verse 4, But if it is fitting that I also... Uh, uh, but if it is fitting that I go also, they will go with me. Now, I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia, and it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now on the way, <clears throat> but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits, and I underline that, if the Lord permits, but I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. So, Paul was in Ephesus when he writes 1 Corinthians. And he is telling those Christians there in Corinth, in Corinth his travel plans. He's saying, look, I'm going to stay in Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey, until the summer, and then I'm going to go through Macedonia, Greece, and then I'm going to come to Corinth, that, uh, and, and then I'm going to spend the winter with you. And that was Paul's plan. But notice he said, if the Lord's will. Now, none of that happened. That was his plan. Now, I don't know if this ever happens to you. Have you ever thought, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then it doesn't ever work out? right? Well, if you're alive, probably, right? But here's the thing. Uh, Paul said, if the Lord wills, and I think that's important for us as we go through life to realize things aren't always going to turn out the way you planned. I mean, if we, I wish we could have testimony time to have all the people that have been married for 30 years or longer come up here and say, did life turn out exactly how you planned when you were 18, right? I mean, pretty much anybody I've ever talked to doesn't, right? I mean, you, you just have no idea how it's going to turn out. I actually thought before I had children, that they were going to do what I say. <laughs> I told my friends, you know, I would see these other kids at church, you know, and the parents talk to them, and they run around like little terrorists, and I'd be like, when I have children, they're going to obey. And they're like, oh, no, they won't. Like, oh, well, yeah, they will. And then, <clears throat> yeah, we had some children, and I changed my views on those things, right? Uh, but we need to be flexible because things don't always go our way. In James 4, he tells the Christians, he says, but now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you want to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. In other words, we need to be flexible, right? We need to pray. We need to plan. That doesn't prohibit planning, but the Bible teaches that we should plan and prepare, and, and you know, Proverbs 21 tells us that in verse 5, the plans of the diligent uh, lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. So we need a plan, but we also need to be flexible. If the Lord wants to do something different, and it's important that we be flexible because, you know, quite often Paul wanted to do certain things and God had him do other things. And if you <clears throat> get it in your mind that everything is going to go the way you plan and that people are going to do what you want, well, then you're going to be sad. <laughs> because, people. you know, I think for me, one of the keys to me having a joy-filled life is recognizing when I get up in the morning, people are not going to do what I want and things aren't going to go my way. And I start with that, and then it's going to be a good day. <laughs> so when I go about my day, right, uh, I think in my marriage, I've been married for 36 years, 
And I think when I figured out that my wife was not going to think the way I think, and she really wasn't going to do what I wanted her to do, and I was okay with that, then I was happy, right? I mean, because maybe for the first five years, I thought one day she's going to think like me, and she's going to do what I want. And then it took me five years to figure out that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but now that I know it, it's like, hey, it's all good, right? You just got to be flexible. So Paul said, this is what I plan on doing, verse 7. For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. And so sometimes you think you're going to do something for God, and God doesn't allow you to do it, right? Now, does that seem right to you? That if you want to do something for God and God says no, well, he did it to the Apostle Paul, Acts 16, 6. He says, and when Paul had gone through Phrygia in the region of Galatia, there <coughs> they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, does that seem wrong to you? That the Holy Spirit said to Paul, I don't want you to preach in Asia. Verse 7, after they had come to my Asia, they tried to go into Bithany, but the Spirit did not permit them. So God said, no, I don't want you to go there and do that, right? God had a different plan for Paul's life. And, you know, what if God has a different plan for your life than what you're planning? Here's the question. Are you willing to change? Are you flexible, right? Are you, or you're like, nope, it's going to be the way I plan it, right? Or you're flexible, right? What if you're a shy person and you work with or you have a relative or you have a neighbor that God wants you to pray for him? Would you go pray for him? Would you be open to whatever God leads you? Or what if God wants you to invite him to the Christmas Eve service? Would you invite them? Or would you say, nope, I'm shy. I can't do it. That's the way it is, right? I was a shy person, and, you know, I was just open to whatever the Lord wanted me to do. Verse 9, he goes on and says, for, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, an open door in the Bible, it speaks about opportunity. When he says an open door was open to me, right? An open door is really an opportunity to share the gospel. And what does that mean? It means that God opened their hearts that when Paul came and shared with them, that they received it. And some might think that, you know, when God opens doors, <clears throat> then there will be no adversaries, right? But that's not true. So Paul preached the gospel. He talked about Jesus in a lot of cities. And, you know, in some cities, a bunch of people got saved. And then some people tried to kill Paul. Some people actually thought they did kill him, like left him for dead, right? And so you don't ever want to think that it's biblical to think that if God opens a door, that everything's going to be easy, right? Um, because it's not. And, and, and maybe, you know, you talk to your relatives about Jesus, and they don't want to hear it, right? And you think, well, it must not be God's will that I talk to him because, you know, the door's closed. They don't want to hear it. Well, Paul talked to lots of people that tried to kill him, right? But then a lot of people got saved. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he says, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So, in other words, the Bible says that some people <coughs> are blind to the truth of God. He says the God of this age has blinded them. In other words, that they believe things that are not true and they can't see the truth. And so we need to pray if we have relatives who don't know the Lord, and we need to pray that God would open their eyes so they can see the truth because th sometimes they can't see the truth. And we need to keep praying for them and praying for them because God loves them and God wants to bless their life and God wants to help them to receive his forgiveness. And so we don't want to give up on people. I'm so thankful that no one gave, that my wife didn't give up on me. My wife started praying for me when I was in junior high. I lived in California. I was an atheist. My family didn't go to church, and we were just typical, hyper-liberal Californians, right? And my wife started praying for me, and she kept praying for me and praying for me for quite a few years. And, <clears throat> and eventually, uh, I gave my life to the Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. And so, you know, I don't know how 
many people you have around you that you pray for and you think, man, they need Jesus, and they just don't know that they don't need Jesus, but you keep praying for them. James 5.16 says, the effective fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. So we say to keep praying, right? Verse 9, he goes on and says, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So Paul did not view adversity or adversaries that God was not opening a door. And, and I think sometimes Christians can think that, that sharing God's love is not always easy, right? I mean, for Paul, it was so difficult. He said in 1 Corinthians 1.8, you know, he was traveling around on a missionary journey, and he said, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, while he was out preaching the gospel on a missionary journey, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life, right? Now, have you ever talked to somebody about Jesus and you despaired of life? You're like, no, Pastor Bob, we're not that, <laughs> we're not that enthusiastic, right? But did Paul give up? No, right? He <coughs> continued on, right? And so he kept praying. He kept sharing the gospel. And uh, you know, we need to keep praying for our friends and family, people who don't know Jesus. Keep inviting them. And you just think about this. Paul hated Christians, killed Christians, tortured Christians, put them in prison, and God saved him, and God changed his life, and he changed his view on everything and became one of the greatest evangelists in the world. Now, I doubt any of you know somebody who kills Christians, right? Don't raise your hand if you know people who kill Christians, right? But I mean, right? But you just think about how hardcore Paul was. And, you know, maybe you have a family member that you want to see get, come to Jesus, and, you know, you pray for him, right? And, and be an example to him. And, because God changed Paul's mind and changed his view, opened his eyes, right? Remember, he's blind, opened his eyes so he could see. Verse 10, he says, And if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear, for he does, not, for he does the work of the Lord as I also do. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I am waiting for him with the brethren. So uh, Paul is writing to this church at Corinth, and he says to him, Hey, be nice to Timothy. Now, can you imagine if I come to work on Wednesday and the secretary says, Pastor Bob, I got a letter from a pastor of a church in Boise and they're sending, you know, one of their pastors out here and he wants me to tell you and your church to be nice to him. How messed up do you have to be <laughs> for someone to have to write a Christian church and say, be nice to this person, right? I mean, they were messed up. <laughs> and so Paul says, hey, be nice to Timothy. Uh, you know, he's going to come to you. Verse 12. Now, concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urge him to come to you with the brethren. But as he was quite unwilling to come at this time, however, he will come when he has a convenient time. Now, <clears throat> Paul tells them, I tried to get Apollos to come to you guys, but he was quite unwilling. Now, why do you think that is, right? Uh, he had been a guest speaker at the church in Corinth, and he was very popular, but he didn't want to go back. Now, those of you who've been here as we've been going through this whole book, do you think it might have been because they were getting drunk at church, that a guy was having sex with his dad's wife, that they didn't believe in the resurrection, and on all the other weird, crazy things, right? And so uh, he said, Apollos was quite unwilling to come and, <laughs> right? I mean, now, I love it at our church because when we have guests come here, whether they're musicians or whether they're pastors, uh, worship leaders, when they come here and I talk to them, they're like, you know what? Your church is awesome. We'd love to come back, right? None of them are like, we're quite unwilling to come again. <laughs> crazy people. So this church was quite messed up. And that's why Paul was writing this letter to him. He says in verse 13, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. So he says watch. I mean, it means to, to 
pay attention. Be alert, right? Because we're in a spiritual battle. First uh, Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So there is a spiritual battle. The kingdom of darkness is against the kingdom of light, and we are in that battle, right? And you have to decide, hey, which side do you want to be on? And as the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And that's important to remember, right? That we don't battle against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And so he says, you know, to watch out. What's going to be aware. And then he says, be brave, right? Don't be like a little, you know, baby. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Be bold, right? Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.